Adventures. This is the F Plus Podcast. This time, broadcasting directly to you from Portland, Oregon. I have uh, two friends of mine in the room with me. I got Jack Chick. Hey, how we doing? And Nutshell Gulag. Woo! <laughs> uh, both of whom are Portland citizens. Jack, how long have you been here? Uh, a little over a year. A little over a year. Nutshell? My entire life. Entire life. Entire life in a town of obsequious politeness. And of the innovation of it's a business like the business you're familiar with, except there's beer. I've definitely noticed that <laughs> as a trend that happens. It's a movie theater, except there's beer. Bakery. Better with beer. It's beer. I mean, I can't come on, we didn't take you to the arcade where there was beer. You did. Oh, you definitely did. Wait, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's a certain... Well, they didn't have beer at the donut show. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a certain statement of uh, our um, our existence in this world where it, we, we were in an arcade at like 4.30 and then an announcement comes on and says, it is now 4.30, all children must leave the arcade <laughs> because we're about to start serving beer. <laughs> Um, Everybody so, else, get out your cards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was uh, hoping that we could um, uh, do a recording here, and uh, our, our spirit animal, Montreth, uh, was lovely enough to provide. Oh, Thanks, Montreth! Thanks, Montreth! Um, and this time, uh, Montreth has provided us with a site called Booksy. That is Booksy.com. Oh, uh, that sounds cute. It is cute. It says, tell your stories. Share your short stories, novels, poems, and more with the world. Oh, good. Uh, you can see on the on the homepage there, the recent reads, uh, the featured reads, rather, are uh, The Rich Man's Temptation by Anarchy Blues. <laughs> Christmas Dinner in the Sandbox, parentheses, Camp Arfajan, Kuwait, for your dining pleasure, Triple Ellipsis by Edward C. Morton. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, obviously, you know... No, I mean, you know that it's a quality product that they're selling if that's on the fucking front page and feature. And uh, and finally... uh, (laughs) We're just like, yeah, this is the best we got. And finally, a story uh, by A.J. Emperson that is called Reduppity. (laughs) What? I don't know. That's all the information I can give you. Yay! (laughs) So so that's the the featured quality of work. We're not going to be going to the high-profile stuff. Um, of course not. No, 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 no. So, uh, so Jack Chick, uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, hand you this uh, laptop here, and uh, I want you to start off with a story um, by uh, Angel forward slash demon. <laughs> it's published by Booksy Classic House. Ooh. Uh, and it is called The Phoenix Misspelled. <laughs> uh, all right, this is... The, the Phoenix. <laughs> uh, do you want the summary? Yeah, please, summary. Yeah, so the summary. Um, about a girl with shape-changing powers having to choose between two paths, love or death. Oh, mm. which one will she choose? Mm. That's, I mean, we'll find out. Okay, good, good, good. I'm on the hook. Dear reader, I would like to take you back in time before Ben Franklin. Before Gorge Washington. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of this reading, the bile is going to be rising about Washington. Yep. Before it all, all the way back to the begging. Okay, so not that far, but you get my point. Hi, I'm Cassandra. Hi, Cassandra. Oh, God. Is this the same lady who wrote my story from F plus? I don't know. Let's find out. All right. Hi, I'm Cassandra Pariwink, and I am 10,000 years old. Back before I turned 15, then I wasn't what I am now. Then I was still human, well, half human. See, my mom was a human, but my dad, on the other hand, he was different. Ooh, okay. How different? Well, come on. Let me explain before you jump at the gun. He was the phoenix. No, not the cat, the man they named the huge cat thing in Erupt. The, what, the, the, (laughs) Not the cat? No, no. The cat, the man they named the huge cat thing in Erupt. Okay. Sure, let's go with that. You're, you're, how can I make this any clearer? Let's walk this back. Okay. First of all, uh-huh. do you think the phoenix is the sphinx? Um, I, I may very well, well, yes. And then, do you think that Egypt is actually called Erupt? 
I mean, that was its original name oh, 10,000 years yeah, yeah, ago. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> and then they, yeah, no, exactly. It's changed. Right. <laughs> Possibly by get big government. My mistake. Yeah. I apologize. He was a shape changer. When I was born, my father gave me his powers of immortality and shape changing. Then after he did, he died of old age. Whoa! <laughs> uh, uh, I think I noticed a plot hole. So your okay. father was, he gave you the gift of immortality that he also had. Yes. And then what happened afterwards? Well, then he died of old age. Never mind, I'm wrong. Yeah, no. <laughs> Boy, you sure have egg on your face today. I apologize. <laughs> because when I got his powers, he was 100,000 years young, as he liked to say. 100,000. Years okay. young. So he was, like, he was Homo erectus? Sure. Well, anyway, here is my story. Cass, where did you run off to this time? You better not be in that tree again! Yelled Max as he walked toward a magnificent tree the size of 50 men. How old are you again, Cassandra? Uh, 10,000 years old. And this is the most interesting story from your life. Why wouldn't it be? Like a story about a treehouse. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I don't know why you're questioning this so much. <laughs> of course I did! When don't I? I yelled down from the lowest branch. I know, I know, quotation mark, he yelled back as he stepped into the sunlight. Max was incredibly handsome, with long jet black hair and a strong chin, thin nose, and deltaic eyes the color of emeralds, and skin the color of honey. Can you not show any guess on what he was going for with deltaic? Delicate. Are we playing the wrongest word now? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that game is. Yeah. But I have heard of a great game called Damn.Dog. <laughs> oh, really? And where would I go if I wanted to play that, I Levin? Forget. Uh Okay. As he stepped closer and closer to the tree, I changed my shape into a bird and landed next to him. You know that's not fair, you changing into animals, and then there's me growing trees and whatnot. He said as a mushroom as big as a chair grew next to him as he sat on it. You see, his mom was an elf and dad was a sorcerer. Okay, I see. I see. I like that burying the lead there. Like, yeah, that's the best place to explain that. Elf, sorcerer, phoenix. 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 And then tree person. Ent. Right? I don't know where you're getting the tree person from. Yeah, no, her mom was human. Oh, yeah. Aren't you paying attention to the plot? I am it's, it's, very it's much trying to, I promise. No, it's just so interesting that it's hard to keep track of. This no. is just a lot of metaphor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, it's very subtle. Changing my shape, I said, yeah, well, at less, ellipsis, I stopped as an arrow suddenly flew out of nowhere right at me. It would have hit me if Max hadn't stopped it with a tree. <laughs> He stopped it with a tree. That's oh my. fucking... <laughs> Effective. Run! Max yelled as he entered the forest. There's a forest? Okay. Well, you can't see the now. forest for the trees. Yeah. Unlike Max, I don't get scared easily. I was torch how to fight when I was very young for people wanted to put me into zoos and have me for a pet. As soon as he left me eye of sight, I changed into a bird and flew to the top of the tree waiting and watching for the hunter. I think you already did that. Didn't you already turn into a bird and fly to the tree? No. But then she was a person again. She was a person, and then she turned back into a bird and flew back to the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really more interesting the second time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, mean, and the other thing is the story is just so riveting. Like, it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, riveting is the word. What happened next I didn't think would have happened. The hunter was my ex! I, I wouldn't have thought that would happen either. I, I, I can't believe that you guys are not more stunned by that. I am. That's... I mean, that's like the biggest plot twist I could possibly imagine. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. How's your imagination these days? Terrible. Okay. <laughs> Just awful. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Just yeah. god-fucking bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since that mule kicked you in Yeah, the no. <laughs> I, we don't like to talk about the accident, <laughs> Lemon. <laughs> My ex, I thought I could have trusted him with my secret, be he just went off and buys a weapon and tries to kill me for money. Sure. That is a whole paragraph. I disagree. It's paragraph like. Cassie, come out wherever you are. His voice sent chills down my spine. 
sorry, I'm trying to figure well, I'm, I have no. Okay, How the I, fuck did you lose your place? No, I don't. I don't actually know who is saying this line, so I, I don't know what voice to do it in. Just, we'll do it in his voice. Mm-hmm. I know you're here. I saw you change. I just need your help, but had to test to see if you still had that prick. <laughs> you do. So Cassie's a hermaphrodite. <laughs> I think he's jealous of Mushroom Boy. <laughs> you do Why? know. He, you do know he can't be trusted, right? He called me to come kill you and to split the money with me. Copyright 2016. Angel <laughs> you know it started out slow, but I really liked the ending. Yeah, no, it made perfect sense. The character I don't know who is talking says incomprehensible gibberish. I'm surprised that it didn't end with just the words, BAIL OUT! Paddle <laughs> harder. Uh, well, uh, yeah, so, uh, that was, uh, that was terrific. Um, I learned a lot about Cassie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and that means, um, that we are going to move on to a different story. Uh, this is chapter one of two, uh, from a story called The Chamber of Death by, uh, James Nungo. Now, now, uh, Nutshell, I know that, uh, you and Jack Chick have been, um, uh, binging some, uh, on, uh, different, um, uh, horror movies, mm-hmm. right? So you, so you appreciate the genre. You like, yeah, you like the horror genre. Definitely. Well, that's great because this is uh, a story with, mm, I'd say, 160 words. Uh, and it is... Oh, so uh, the script's longer than Hellraiser 4. <laughs> do, 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 do they use any of the words more than once? You know, yes. Is there repetition? Uh, it is tagged uh, Horror, Death, and Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and this is called The Chamber of Death by Mr. John Lovers. <laughs> Mr. John Lovers. Hi, I'm John Lovers, and I'm here to talk to you about Santo Gold. <laughs> okay. Or now. Horror story about a man who dies in his chamber after dreaming with an entity. What? Come on. Yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. You heard me. You've got my ticket. <laughs> He begins turning the lights off like every night he does. The door was closed and locked. His hand was navigating on the dark chamber to find a cover to cover himself. He was all alone, really all alone, and getting ready to sleep. He was hearing something strange whispering in his ears like headset. When you use it to listen to music on your phone, he hears words with no sense, but that voice brought him fear. His body was getting frozen because of fear. He was not able to move even a single finger. His eyes were found closed, and his body was sweating as if he was on fire. His eyes were closed, and still his body wet. That was all one sentence with a lot of commas. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, when the, when the sentence is that powerful, you need to just keep it going. <laughs> the clock was showing 12.01 p.m., and he had just turned the lights off at 1.18 a.m. He was staring tirelessly at the clock, and he was lucky enough to remember that he had just turned the lights off at 1.18 a.m., so he realized that he is facing a nightmare. Oh, that was lucky that he remembered that. Yeah. Because that, if it's 1.18, yeah. you're having a nightmare. Well, yeah. That's I mean, one of the that's, truisms that's, about 1.18. Yeah. That's, that's what I part, schedule mine. That's, <laughs> yeah, what? And, uh, here's the nightmare, and then back to REM sleep. Yep. He was seeing himself laid on bed and a naked entity with woman structure over his body, <laughs> his arms and legs. I saw a woman structure in Berlin. They were amazing. Yeah, how was that show? They were great. Fucking awesome, man. He said discreetly, I'm not frightened anymore because I know that this is a dream. Suddenly he woke up and his neck was tied by a rope on the roof from his chamber. Slowly his eyes were shutting up and getting dark. I have no idea what's going on. Next anymore. day, the cops found him dead, and the clock was showing twelve oh one p.m. Oh no! Was it twelve oh one p.m.? Was that why the clock was showing that? Yeah. I. That's that's I, Yeah, no, because that's the horror of it is that the time was different than any of the other times that were referenced. Well, it's not twelve eighteen. I mean, so the, I'm not the, the, but yeah, no. The, the, well, that's the whole thing, right? Is that time didn't stop. Okay. That's why it's scary. So. So, so I would summarize that as insomniac has a panic attack. I, I don't know. I, I think I would probably just ins- uh, you know describe that as as garbage. <laughs> just utter shit. Tag that with really awful, boring run on sentence. All right. Well, um, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so um, we're gonna read another in the horror category. 
Um, so oh, I don't know if I can take another. I see. I see. All of us have socks on. We do. Okay. Well, I don't know what the state of your socks is going to be by the end of this. Hold um, on to your socks. Because this is a short story. Uh, by an author you're familiar with, uh, Obscure Horror. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, 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 I love his work. Um, and uh, this is called The Night Stalker. Okay, good. Um, so it's about Richard Ramirez. Mm, I thought it was about no. So the, uh, the, it has one tag. Possibly the X-Man. It has one tag in the system, and the tag is IDK. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling scared well, already. That's the thing about metadata. It's really hard to put together. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, I start off the story by saying, my friend Noah wrote this one. Okay. You can blame Noah for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's all Noah's fault. I didn't write this. This happened a long time ago. When I was 14 years old, I was sitting in my couch when I saw a figure in the window. (laughs) I did not think much of because we have a lot of trees around my house. I woke up the next morning to the same tree or figure and I got a little concerned. I turned away anyway. For a while, I woke up to the same thing. By then, I was very paranoid. So, I um, went outside I, to... I, 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 too, get really paranoid when there's a tree outside my window. Well, yeah, because then there's phoenixes around. It's a You've whole... You've seen poltergeist. Trees can't be trusted. I, I would... Also, I would also, also evil dead. Evil too. dead, yeah. <laughs> Uh, For a while I woke up to the same thing By then I was very paranoid So I went outside to scope the scene When I was outside I saw nothing Scope the scene bruh And said It was just a shadow The next morning I woke And the shadow was not there I wondered why it wasn't there What? (laughs) I wondered I don't understand how shadows work That is terrifying (laughs) Like like, okay, well, there was a thing outside my window, and then a completely different thing was then not outside my window. I wondered why I wasn't there, but then I realized that it was not a shadow. It was a person watching me the whole time. And that is the time that you're listening to the band Hole, the whole time. Oh. Yeah, well, now so you're scared. Now, now it's doubly terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I am dull parts. I was almost scared to death. I did not know what to do. My body was in full panic mode. My parents weren't home, and someone is stalking me. I don't know what his intentions are. Quickly, I called the police and told them about the stalker. They had found no evidence of a stalker. They just told me to be safe and be careful about where you go and what you do. That sounds like what the police would do. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's somebody stalking me outside my window. No, there's nobody stalking you outside your window. (laughs) Calm down, paranoid. That's pretty Stalking's easy. <laughs> Send ten easy payments to. Um, uh, then my parents came home, and I was relieved for the moment. During the night, I woke up to the sound of my closet door creeping open. I freaked out and ran out of the room and told my parents. They went into the room and found nothing. I thought I was going crazy, but I woke up in the same. I woke up to the same sound. I thought I was going crazy, but I woke up to the same sound. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely the word you should use there. Yeah. I realized I wasn't going crazy and that someone was in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was this tree outside my window and then I woke up and was sucking a dick. Surprise! I must be going crazy or something. Apparently I'm in Jerk City. Okay, so sound of my... Okay, so someone was in my mouth, period. Mm-hmm. Quotation mark. I'm am so dead. End of quotation mark. <laughs> So I'm, I'm writing this from beyond the grave. So I'm, I'm so dead. I thought to myself, this was only the beginning. Oh. A few days of unforgiving things passed before my eyes. That's past P-A-S-T before yeah. my eyes. No, By then, I started investigating my house, but nothing. This night would really put screams in me. <laughs> That's 
translated. Putting from, something in you. Put, yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting way to spell semen. I woke to the closet again, of course. I went to the closet, but to my shock, there was nothing. My closet did lead to the attic? Yeah, what? I know. That's how closets work. It's a weird house. Yeah. Closets go up. Ah, the old attic closet, a classic. Yeah, I live in a uh, Wisconsin Dells funhouse. Yeah, it's, well, it's very important. It's very important that the attic is completely inaccessible to everybody but one the person. The attic, I thought, but when I went up there, there was nothing. I went back to the bed, and to this day, I won't forget the body possessives of my parents that were in the bed. I cried and told the man or ghost that was in my house to stop. Quotation mark. He said, okay. Stop hurting my family. Quotation mark. I screamed out. What? For the next few nights, I did not get any sleep at all. What? Because I'm living... Wait, was I sleeping with my parents' corpses? Yeah, like, are the parents dead? Or, or, or like... like he found his parents, you know, doing fu- it. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Engaging in sexual intercourse. Come on. He's in the attic. Let's go. I just... I, he witnessed I, the primal scene. I, <laughs> uh, I kept, uh, for the next few nights, I couldn't sleep at all. I kept getting signs of that one man on the walls and furniture. Every time I sighed and moved on. <laughs> at this point, I'm bored of the haunting. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> I don't even, that old trick? I just, like, on one night, everything would change. I planned to get home by setting traps to catch yep, Capital Him. That's... That's the thing that I do when I go home. Is yeah. I set traps on yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, I go home to the house where my either dead or fucking parents are. And... <laughs> it's hard to tell. Put a bear trap on my bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, to, to catch him and call the police and get him in jail. The plan worked until when I went to check the traps. On was activated and in the shape like a man was in it. That oh. sentence needs one more read. No nope. plan worked until when I went to check the traps, on was activated, and in the shape, a man was in it. Masterwork. Thank you. You know, you, you know actually, I will say this. I was remiss earlier mm-hmm. when I uh, was said that uh, the tag IDK was inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I really DK. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Panicked to figure out that it was a ghost. When I went to bed, I saw carvings on the wall that said things like "Get out," "Stay away." What could this mean? Hmm. IDK. It's what, a puzzler. Could this mean? What language is this? <laughs> Had someone lived there? Why does he want me to leave? It did not make any sense at all. I went to uh, my I went to uh, my parents' room and found something crazy. My parents had a pentagram under the rug. Why would they do this? I said to myself. Could it be Satan? Satan. You see, there's a show called Saturday Night Live. Uh, <laughs> long, long time ago. Yeah, there was yeah. a long, long time ago. There was a man named Dana Carvey that had a career, and, <laughs> and that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> He's got a baboon heart. Uh, they some. Hmm. They some. And demons to our home. Oh! <laughs> also, it's not ghosts, it's demons. That's okay, then. Yeah, that makes no sense. But... That, that night, that night I woke up for 1,000th time, I went downstairs, and I saw it face to face. It was ugly and bloody and freakish. It scared me because that was what is watching me the whole time. Again, the time for whole. Yeah. Quickly, I left the house and fast and ran and ran as fast as I could to ran the house fast as I could to get away from the house. I never saw it again. Copyright 2016. Obscure horror. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for the sequel. Yeah, that was that was that was that was something. So, what do you think? Compare that to Paranormal Activity. Better, worse. Ooh. Worse than the first one, but better than the other ten. Okay, okay. Um, well, uh, there's plenty more things uh, that we have here to read. Uh, once again, document provided by Montreth. Thanks, Montreth. Thank you, Montreth. Lovely. Um, 
lovely document it is. I mentioned in the beginning um, that uh, even though the site is called Booksy, mm-hmm. uh, it says share, share your short stories, novels, poems, and more with the world. Okay. And so I'm sure that won't end badly people for me. have decided to do exactly that. So uh, we're going to skip uh, into the poetry section <laughs> of this site. So it will end badly for me. <laughs> no, it's Remember, be... kids, there's a fine line between share and overshare. <laughs> And uh, I could um, I could give a uh, uh, intro to this uh, story or this poem here, but uh, Jack Chick, I think I think you could probably do it much more justice than I could. So, okay, so tell me about this poem. Okay. This is poem by Cal's Joy, uh, sure. and its title is "Pastors Are Great Spiritual Leaders." Okay. Mm-hmm. What what is it tagged with? Pasta uh, is what? God, church. Bible, leader, and pastor. Pasta. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, no, well, no, well, you're well, you're well, confused well, because of his terrible, terrible accent. Huh? Uh, excellent accent. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. Excellent yeah, yeah, accent yeah, yeah, is yeah. what I meant to say. <laughs> no, I know. It's an easy mistake to make. It's one of those accents that's so terrific that you mistake it for terrible. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. yeah. It's, it's too good for this world. <laughs> and that's why I should never do it again. <laughs> Alright, this was a poem I wrote for a pastor, thanking him for all he has done for everyone in the church. Alright. Pastors are great spiritual leaders Mm -hmm. by being able to be great speakers, having many cool talents and features by reaching out to many people, even to non-believers. So, this is the intro to your poem. When does the poem start? Whenever we need help, we know who we can call. You are willing to help and support us all. You care so much and go out of your own way, no matter the time of day. Okay, uh, Jack, Jack, you're a uh, you're a musician, right? You're, yeah, yeah, you yeah. do like music. Do you, do you have a metronome around here? Uh, I do. Okay, well, uh, let me just I'll 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 I'll, I'll do it myself. Okay. Um, and then yeah, okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I can I yeah, we can put it on. But, okay. You set your own agendas aside, willing to stand beside. Even in the toughest storm, you inform us that God can transform. <laughs> Stop looking the metronome, Lemon. <laughs> this is harder than it sounds. Uh, just imagine every time you see that you hear a plural that there's an apostrophe there. Just every single fucking time. God has given us you, semicolon, our pastor. That's one line. Why you use a semicolon? God has given us you, our pastor, to open us the church door. And set us up the bond. That's what you need. That's what you need a pastor for. You've heard those two good lines. the church doorman. You've heard those two good lines. I'm sure the meter of this next line is going to be great. Okay. So we can all come together in faith and unity <laughs> to spread the love of God throughout the community. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> oh shit, I read that wrong. I'm sorry. It should have been pastor, so it rhymed with door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how people pronounce it. Yep. Like the pineapple and pork thing. You, you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You use your church for the broken, making us... <laughs> making? Ma- make... Making? <laughs> making us feel valuable and specially chosen. By putting in so much time and devotion to all your work with strong emotion, you had... Oh, now you're getting, like, into white snake territory at this point. <laughs> you add humor to make sermons fun, especially when you... Except, and of course, yeah. No apostrophe there. <laughs> Fine. Especially when you let God take the stage. Because we all can know he the victory he has won. That's... I mean, that's a good sermon. I mean, if you actually get God to guest in your sermon, uh-huh. like, that's a get. Mm-hmm. That's that's powerful. Well, I really like how the um, how, how the stanzas have changed in their meter now. Now, you're saying these words, these rubbish, garbage, nonsensical words, stanzas and meters. Why are you using... Is that Klingon? I don't yeah, understand what my, that means. Yeah, my mistake. My mistake. So let me just... It's what let you me, call approximate rhyme lemon. Jeez. Let, let, me just, let me just finish this one off, though. All right. Plus, it's enjoyable and easy to engage. Whenever we are facing a trial, you help us look at the positive angle, making us feel better and smile, letting us know that God can easily make it untangle. 
Okay, I know where you, you were. I know where you were going. Sure, I know where you're going. So, did you, you had a metronome that one? Does your uh, did your keyboard not have a backspace? Um, it's just one of those. It's, it's heartache. No, I mean it does. Why would I use it though? <laughs> when everything just, you when just everything, in case you write no, wrong, when everything you write is gold, you don't need to fucking remove anything. You yeah, just yeah. have to let the inspiration mm-hmm. flow out through your hands yeah. and onto the keyboard. This this is basically the on the road of poetry, and I enjoy it equally as much. <laughs> Jack Chick's gone bye bye. (laughs) All right, all right, I got this. You are a great example by helping us keep spiritually full. By giving us wonderful advice, we want you to know that is Bull. very nice. Bull. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You That's not the rhyme I would have expected. Nope, nope, nope. You That's it. why you're a terrific poet, yeah. because you, you keep surprising <laughs> me. I thought you might have gone bull. You went nice. Yeah. No, 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 because the uh, the stanzas meter has changed again. So let me just read that Stop one again to you. Let me let me read that one to you again because right. I don't think you've got the full impact. All right, all right, all right. I got my hand. I got yeah. my face in my hands. Giving us wonderful advice. Mm. We want to, you to know mm-hmm. that is very nice. Oh, isn't that sweet? That's that is sweet. nice. That is nice. You show so much care by all your prayers, despite our situation. We know God uses you to help in the long run. Yep, that rhymes. <laughs> Next. God, God's God's a bit of a user. He <laughs> just. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try and hold the meter here. Mm-hmm. You are always there to help others in need by planting a <laughs> seed. Yeah. In you, we can see God's love coming out. And that's what life is all about. <laughs> keep going, keep going, come on. Come on, you got it now. You got, got it, in the zone. So many people see God in you. You live in such a way that those who won't know him can see him in all that you do. Your love for God is all over the brim. I just, yeah. Okay, it's, sure, so yes. it's all over the brim, like paraffin. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. It gets even better. <laughs> How can it get better? God is what you live and proclaim. We can see you live for the glory of his name. You sure are filling a lot of cups. Keep it up. <laughs> is God holding a house party now? It's like a five dollar cake. <laughs> Yeah, dude, he got a fresh as fuck fade, and now he's holding a house party. <laughs> to all of us, you are a blessing. Thanks for all you are Dressing. sharing. We <laughs> confessing. See that lemon. This is why your poetry career failed. I find this very distressing. No sharing. Yeah, yeah, sharing. <laughs> no, no, no. It's perfect. <laughs> we would like to thank you for all that you show and do. All right, now this is the really fucking hard part. Okay, okay. You got it, you got it. This is a part I added for a pastor who loves fishing. When we are lost and don't know where to look, you help be our guide, teaching us to cast the right hook, or like Jesus, to cast our nets on the other side. Maybe next time you want to be in the same room as your metronome. You can't just set it up and walk away. I just... Sometimes we get tempted by the wrong bait right. and make the wrong bite. We know God is there to assist once he's the master pitcher and he'll get the right tackle and we'll be all right. So you're saying God is the master what? So it's a, little, it's a little late to use this fisherman metaphor, but I guess you really nailed it home. I mean, like, put a nice bow on it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I'll stop being fishy. Let's get to the real... Pissy? Point. Real is in a fucking fishing reel. Oh, lovely. Okay. You've made a big difference in city with the gift to anoint. Yeah, I... Copyright 2016 Cal's Joy. All rights reserved. Oh, that one was good. That was my favorite couplet right there. As we know it. (laughs) Leonard Bernstein. 
<laughs> Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> Uh, well, that was, um... Great. That was, uh, good. Yeah, that was, that was, that was on par with the rest of F-plus poetry. Mm, yeah, no, I, I mean, sure, <laughs> sure. It's, it's always fun. Here's one of the things that I like about poetry as a form, is that it's interesting the various ways that it can fail. Yeah. <laughs> like, F-plus poets don't, they all fail in very different ways. That was a hell of a spawn well, well, you had there. Well, I mean, I think that that one was pretty unique in that it failed in almost all of the possible ways. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, that was in the document um, uh, that Mantra put together. Uh, this uh, poem, um, Montreth, um, uh titled A Terrible Poem, I feel like, I don't know why she would... I'm sorry, sir, more terrible poetry. I don't know why she would, um, you know, like, deign to, to make those kind of aspersions on something. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing about Montreth is that she always finds really high-quality content. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 Nutshell, I'm going to ask you to read this, but I would like oh, you to, to read this from an open heart and an open mind. Right. You know, this might be great. It might be a good poem. Jack okay. Chick, it might be a good poem. I know. I, I, I... So, so let's, so let's, uh, let's, let's well, let's, let's keep in mind, English is a second language for Montreth. Yeah. She true. might not be able to pick up on the subtle metaphors that are present. Okay, okay. All right. My poem is called No Place Like Hell. It's by Rembrandt Writing, which is me. Mm -hmm. The tags are love, depression, poetry, sad, slam poetry. Oh, slam poetry. Okay. The summary is one life, one love, one chance. To make a difference. Blinded, the only violence for me is sincerity, silence. I watch the sunset and it sets my eyes. I hear voices, I said, fall asleep at night, oh, how I wait for that day, when I finally, for the last time, I shut my eyes. Okay. Oh, sweet death, I take my last breath. Oh, my God. Am, <laughs> oh, my God. I am immortal, I sold my soul, and now I'm God. I have I inside me blood no of kings. Without a kennel, a hobo without a home. Oh, no place yeah, like no, hell, no, a hobo without like a hell, home. A hobo without no a place home. like hell where I'd burn. Well, I don't care no more. Hmm. So it's take, wait, wait, take, take I'm my a soul. Yeah. It's not worth all the gold. Ita only worth pennies and. Damons, if I had a soul, <laughs> but you have it. You're my all like, and everything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's no, that's so. really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give it all away. Wait, but sell your soul. Give it away, give it away. No, never. And no, see the light no. <laughs> never seen before. See the new world as Loke never before. One mark, one beast, one man to run it all. King of the ocean, king of the sea, the man I know him and he knows me. So this is no about Poseidon. I thought you were lonely though. Lock I... the doors. Okay. Sell your soul. I mean, if I lock the doors, then people will be banging on Don't them to no get into the slam poetry no concert. <laughs> Able to see the world is a lie, and yep. your soul is precious, but he wants it, so hand it over and join the new world order. And become alive inside. All right, that didn't make any sense. What was that poem about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, well, hang on, hang on. Was it tagged IDK? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, I mean. Um. Okay. So, so you're immortal, but you're lonely. But you're friends with Poseidon. But you love me. But you want me to throw my love into the sea, right? Am I following with you now? Or am I just misinterpreting all of your poem? Hell if I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nutshell Gulag! Nutshell Gulag, everybody. Thank you! Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was no place like hell. Um, Do we or, get to hear a poem from you, Lemon? Be it Actually, ever so humble. There's no place like hell. 
So, uh, so Montreth, uh that was uh, in the document that was listed as more terrible poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this poem that I'm about to read to you was in the document as the most terrible poetry. <laughs> now we're getting to the good stuff. Good. All right, here we go. Um, so this is, uh, it's, it's a poem by uh, M.A. Carr. Uh, it's in <laughs> Ma Carr. It's uh, in the uh, religion and spirituality uh, genre. Okay. Uh, it is called Serious Debut. Uh, okay. All right. So. I assume I will understand what that means after we are done. Well, it's got a couple tags. Okay. Uh, Allah, okay. Friends, Maine, M A N E. Gucci Maine? Yes, exactly like Gucci Maine. Yeah. Serious hyphen debut. And on hyphen fire. Those are the tags. Sweet. So we're what? So the poet is on fire and is now burned to ash. Here we go. God's Allah, and He is wise. Made your eyes all full of stars. Nope. There's no wake. Times no guy. Times lies life with most of the pie. (laughs) Serious. Serious debut sending alive. Yep. Your friend's on fire. Search uh-huh. for the change. Their plan has to maim, as in the arcade cabinet software. Mm-hmm. A big old frame. Reckon with Allah. Before it's too late, go for the prize and live on without disguise. Life has the fight. Allah has your wife. Okay, and yeah. nothing sure, new yeah. makes crime a compromise. <laughs> Skills? <laughs> what the hell, man? What? what? That's a weird way to respond after you just heard the inscription you want on your epitaph. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's her. <laughs> your life's Jack Dick, and nothing new makes crime a compromise. <laughs> um, Skills are made with all your planes. Give up the gold and rock your loan. The end. <laughs> Did Jack write the end? No, that was mine. Okay. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, so like, I thought that the last one was meaningless, but that was just a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> well, I found some words, so I like, you know, fucking just fucking put them here. It's fine. Um, so, uh, so Jack, check. I am in your apartment right now. Yeah. Uh, sitting uh, at your uh, kitchen table. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking to the right, uh, uh-huh. and I've seen the remnants of a uh, charcuterie plate we put together. Yeah, um, it was excellent. It was a uh, nice, really nice charcuterie plate. Mm-hmm. That's that's all over. Yeah, uh, but, on the right side, and that looks lovely. Yeah, so you're looking at the wrong side of the table here, Levin. <laughs> oh, right, what side should I look at? You should be looking at the left side. I'm of looking the table at the left side. What is that? That would be uh, two bananas suspended in some Woodford Reserve bourbon, a recipe that was provided to us by a lovely man named Andy Cater Buxton. <laughs> Andy Cater Buxton. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the cling film off the top of this. Uh, I warn you that this is going to smell awful. Why would it smell awful? Well, because it's bananas in fucking goddamn whiskey, and that's it. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna take the, the cling film off here. Okay, um, it's so, a deconstructed daiquiri. So, uh, no, no, it really, really isn't. <laughs> now, Chell, would you, you like to come, ways come over here wrong. to get some of the aroma? So you know, no, not really. That over but, uh, here. Oh dear. Yeah, that's that's oh, not dear. good at all. So uh, Thefpl.us. Uh, we will have photos um, yeah. of Ooh, this. Good, good point. Good point. This, uh, good this point. Meal. It smells like where fruit flies go to die. Yeah. So so what I would say about um, uh, you know again we've got the photos on the site. What I would say. Um, well, that's it. They look like poop logs. To, to those of you who um, who are listening to this. Um, I've never seen a hobo's dick, <laughs> but you're missing out. If man. you can imagine what a hobo's dick looks like, that's um, that's what this is. Uh, so this is it's called banana surprise. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Alrighty, and how come your fork just keeps failing to go into it? Uh, you know, uh... you didn't give me a fork for this. Why don't I have a fork? For yeah, this? I forgot to get forks for them. Um, so yeah, lemon is going off to get some forks. That's gonna be good. So I was. You gave me the tip. I. So the the whiskey is permeated basically like a a full centimeter in. Um, 
which is pretty impressive. Um, you're gonna get a picture here of this, and then we're gonna get some pictures of Nutshell and Lemon holding their delicious food. Okay. Thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna use that fork. All right, I'm gonna. Uh, so, 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 what hole in my body does this go into? Uh, you know, I'm not sure you exactly. Here we right. go. Bananas surprise. Yep. Now, I remember Andy Katie Buxton said that it doesn't look great. You did. He did. But, but, but he also said that it tastes delicious and it might cause alcoholism. That's fair. So, so uh, here we go. Yeah, All right. We're going to get a picture of Lemon <laughs> eating this. All right. So, one, two, three. Mmm. 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 Oh. Mmm. Oh. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh. This is almost as bad as the time I got the creamy scallop at a sushi place. Holy shit, how is this worse than the Dorito sandwich? Okay. So, um, if I could describe. Oh, fuck. If I could describe. I'm gonna do this. I ate fucking fish jello. I could eat this fucking whiskey banana. Yeah, you, you ate the entire fish jello, by the way. She ate the entire fish jello for okay, uh, I need more. this life. Okay, um, so... Excelsior. If I was to uh, describe uh, the flavor, um, imagine Most that... Delicious. Imagine a tire fire came to life <laughs> and then ejaculated into your mouth. No, it's you're missing out on the... Oh, smoke. fuck! <laughs> Lemon, Lemon just put the other one into his mouth. I'm trying to finish yeah, this. Yeah, me too. Mm. Okay, Ooh, here we go. On. I got this. I got you this. You guys are pussies. I got this. <laughs> I seriously want to vomit. Okay, this is the last bite of mine. We left a little bit of the cheese and the meat. If I can finish this, I can yeah. put some more of that in my mouth. Although I don't think I ever want to eat again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I seriously, I feel like I want to fucking vomit. I'm done! I finish it! Give me, me the rest of the fucker! Yeah, here you go. There's an entire other banana here for you. <laughs> no, no. You said we could light the other one on fire. Oh, oh that's true. We did right. say that. Right. So. Banana surprise flambe. Um, so what so, we're going to do, we're going to cut this up and we're going to put it into the, to the bowl here. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so we're going to I was thinking in a pan or something, you know, vaguely fireproof. But sure, that works. So, uh, so know, I so, don't really have good ideas. So that's why I have a fucking banana soaked in whiskey that I just put in my fucking mouth. <laughs> So in just a minute here, uh, we're going to enjoy some uh, banana surprise flambe um, on the assumption that fire will somehow make this better. It's a terrible idea. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we're going to um, have a uh, story um, about one of the very oldest themes in at least American literature. Jack Chick, what, what, what do you think is one of the most classic themes in American literature? Prostitution. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what would I, do you have any other guesses? Um, nature. Nature. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're you're actually kind of close with the second one. Walt Whitman's penis. Whit witches. That's no. Um, the Whitman. I mean that is net nature. Yeah. The correct answer. Uh, this is a story about uh, My Little Pony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. It Hand is, it me is another banana. <laughs> yeah. It is called Cutie Mark Killers, and is oh. a short story by the Brony Authority. <sighs> So uh, yeah, if you'll if you'll read yeah. uh, Brony, the Cutie Mark Killers, please. Yeah, it would be be really okay. So this Ooh, is right, I'm going to eat something else. Mm, yeah, that delicious. sounds like a great idea. Um, so this is uh, I hate everything on this page. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just glanced at the tags. Tags are horror, MLP, and CMC. Uh, I don't know what CMC means. You'll know eventually. Horror Jack will tell you. I'm sure. Oh, I now know what it means. Cookie Monster Crew? Yeah. So the summary the, sum the summary is this creepy pasta will focus on the cutie marked crusaders. Mm. You have aspirin here, right? No. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, are you feeling like you need some painkillers? Because <laughs> I can put I can I can put Judas Priest's painkiller on stereo. <laughs> just <laughs> I think just a, a nice handful of your of your cheap Portland cigarettes might help. <laughs> anyway, go on. This CD is evil. It's turning you into killers. Sweetie Belle had gone to the Cutie Mark Crusaders Clubhouse. I 
Yeah, I yeah. hate everything make, about make that Make it sense. happen. Come on, let's go. Okay. Expecting to spend time with her friends. Instead, she found something much worse. There was blood spattered on the wall and a dead cult named Petal on the floor. Oh, no. We don't know what you're talking about. Apple Bloom said in a deadpan voice. Scootaloo said nothing. The CD that SB was referring to had the title creepy, though that was quite an ambiguous term due to its multiple meanings. No, not multiple. I'd say one. It's a solid one meaning to the word creepy. Listen, I think you two should see Brain Scan. Is Be- that a different My Little Pony? No, I think that's no, the that's movie, that movie starring Edward Furlong. Oh, oh. That's <laughs> prescribed as therapy now. BS was the newest citizen of Ponyville and was probably as smart as Twilight. Oh, see, you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah. He also had a degree in brain mapping. Now I'm skipping a line. Yep. Uh, Seeing any pony isn't needed, Scootaloo stated in the same deadpan tone. In fact, I think this CD is great. The songs are so invigorating. Sweetie Belle was now officially creeped out. When A.B. and Scootaloo walked towards her, she gave an involuntary flinch. Don't y'all worry, Applebloom calmly said. You're you're our friend. We don't know reason to hurt ya. Okay. After Applebloom and Scootaloo left, Sweetie Belle decided to listen to the CD herself. Okay. The playlist turned yep. out to... Great. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Drink more beer. What's, what's the problem? Oh, well, I think it might be just a, a culmination of several factors uh, that have happened to us tonight, but... Uh, Oh, I don't know exactly how much of the story is left, but could you skip a bunch? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Absolutely. Thanks, Jack Let's Jack. just move this down here and pick a random place here. You're my friend. <laughs> the silence was broken only by the throat-clearing sound from the VP. Do you have something to add, Sophisticata? The pony with that name had light green skin, brown hair, and amber eyes. Her cutie mark was painted a yellow five-pointed star. Yes, Twilight, as a matter of fact, I do. Everything you said is true. What you didn't bring up is the fact that all 11 of them were not lifelong citizens of Ponyville. That's Uh an interesting pattern. This is the Pony Donald Trump right here. Twilight. (laughs) Twilight thought about what she said. She was absolutely correct. That pattern was worthy of consideration. At that moment... No, don't think it was. Do I have to keep reading this? This is just fucking... You're in control of how much you skip, motherfucker. This is fucking weaponized boring. All right. Well, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say next paragraph? Last paragraph. Because we're still on the first paragraph. Last paragraph. I skipped, paragraph. I skipped down. Uh, what? All right. Two months later. Slice. Dice. Chop. Those three words had been uttered by Sweetie Belle, Apple Bloom, and Scootaloo. Or as they were now known, Scary Butcher, Apple Beast, and Slice All You. Oh, my well, God. Well, what would you say? Uh, uh, one to ten metal band names? How are those? Uh, Scary Butcher kind of sounds like Maniac Butcher. The, Scary the, Butcher, the, yeah. the, the The bass player from... No, that's actually a band. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, they're people. They're so, terrible. Sometimes, sometimes I regret jumping down the rabbit hole. Sometimes. So, they had committed 38 mountain... Yeah. <laughs> marauders in 67 days. Well, that's the title of your story. You fucked up. That's yeah. the title. 30, 38 marauders in 67 days. Yeah. Keypad, Big Mac, and Sophisticata had also been victims because the three were running out of newbies in Ponyville. We need to stop them, Handcuff said. Handcuff, Lineup, and Warrant were the Ponyville chief of police. Now, how is Warrant for a metal band name? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> She's my all right, four weeks, four weeks later. Are we done? No new deaths, no peep from PMSFI, Ponyville Maximum Security Force. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reading what, for what all, for all intents and purposes, was that entire story. Fuck, that was... <laughs> that was a wonderful story, Jack Chick. We should listen to more like that. All I have to say about that is... Thanks, Montreth. Thanks, Montreth. Um, okay, so uh, we are coming down to the end of this episode, um, and uh, we will close this uh, with some flambe, but um, mm-hmm. um, before we get to that, um, I think, um, Nutshell, I'm going to have you uh, choose. 
um, uh, uh, between two different stories. Um, so the f- I love it when you give me choices. I know you do. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you love that? So good. <laughs> um, so fuck. <laughs> so I'm going to eating the banana. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to uh, give you two choices, and I'm going to give you the summaries of both of them. And these are the summaries um, for both of them. So uh, the first summary for the first one is, A girl named Taylor Stewart and her brother Mike Stewart have to spend their time taking care of their siblings while their parents are away drinking and partying all long, wasting their lives away with alcohol. Taylor, a schoolgirl waitress by day and stripper by night, Mike a mechanic by day and drug dealer by night, they work hard to keep their family together, but new relationships, new friends, and the past can break it apart. I was, think I saw this movie. Was that the, in the title? That is, no, that is the summary. Oh, okay. That is the I'm summary just, of the story. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a little unwieldy for a title. Um, and the summary of the second story is, it's all one sentence. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do all one sentence. All right. Well, in that case, uh, you are going to be reading a story uh, that is called Seven Heroes. It's by Barton C.D. It's our first science fiction entry. Um, so that's terrific. I like science fiction. Uh, yeah. So if you'll read the story, please. All one sentence. God help me. In 1989, the government of all seven continents came together, pulling all resources to select seven children from all over the world to become yep. peacemakers for the yep. world as a whole. Uh, the sure. seven children were taken as infants, trained in all forms of combat, all forms of education, all forms of intelligence. The seven children, which trained to be the world's best in every concept of secret black ops, covert missions, but as the scientist who trained the children grew with them, he saw when he was turning the children into killers and feared what the government would do, and how would they use, how they will use it to their advantage. So one night, the old scientist kidnapped all the children and disappeared. He also stole a secret formula that was said to give ordinary humans supernatural abilities. The man, crazy in his own right, was still man of honor and trained the kids to be merciful and heroes. And all the children's wee 16th birthday, the man became ill, desperate. He injected the children with the formula. The first was Tom, Caucasian American. <laughs> the formula increased his mind and body. The second was Jesse A. Australian, girl, the formula, increased for speed and metabolism, the third, Moses A. African, the formula Whoa, increased subtle, his subtle. strength, the fourth, Melee, an Asian girl, the formula increased her agility and healing ability, the fifth, the Jackson A. Europe, the formula gave him the power to manipulate all the elements, the sixth, Haley A. Caucasian American, the Wait, another one? Come on. the power of telekinetic persuasion, in the seventh, Austin, a unknown origin. No, the that's the that's the Antarctic one. That should be a penguin. Of gravity, <laughs> and as Hello grew weaker, he trained the seven to be the world's greatest protectors, creating the world's greatest heroes. In the process, on the children's twenty-first birthday, the scientists passed. The children went out on their own. They stayed together, learning to control their amazing gifts and watching the world become a cold, prime-infested <laughs> place. So this is just Captain Planet, right? I think the Hunger Games reboot is sounding really good. I'm, I am in. No, I mean, uh, we just didn't get to the, like, he didn't have time to write the uh, the next part, in which Hoggish Greedly comes in to <laughs> try and, like, I don't know, pollute some shit. Yeah, plus your last remaining source for hundreds of thousands of Captain America, Captain Planet. <laughs> I don't know why we make so many Captain Planet references. Um... Uh, the very last thing. I think you do know why. Very last thing. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, the very last thing that I'm going to read. I kind of just want to keep putting more things to read because I know that the flambe comes at the end. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. this, this will be the last thing, uh, and it is a poem. It's by, it's by Philip Roberts. Um, it's in the uh, literary fiction um, genre, um, and it is tagged Bob Dylan. American fascism, Mad Dog Bush, what? Freedom fighting, okay. Redneck America, nope. Rock against Bush. Ooh, okay. All right. And uh, this... can you give me a, a when was this written? Oh, uh, this poem was written in two thousand and eleven. Okay, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Okay, good. Yeah, Mad Dog Bush. So mm-hmm. this title, this poem is titled "Where Is Bob Dylan?" Parentheses when we need him now. 
Okay. okay. I don't think we ever needed him, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of hacky stand-up comics that need to fill the time That's with some more fair. impressions. That's, that is fair. I yeah. should be thinking of them, too. Okay. Where is Bob Dylan when righteous people need him? Making with, shitty songs. With album. jackals in the White House, now democracy is bleeding? Okay, so he's upset about the Obama presidency in 2011. No, he used to sing the songs of good and needy people's plights. Okay. He used to be the first one round to help fight the good fight. That's awful. I think that's. I think that worked out really well. No. I mean, by F-plus poetry standards, that was a wonderful stanza. That's fine. By F-plus poetry standards, <laughs> like fucking, yeah. Yeah. But now there's honest, decent folk... Mm-hmm. Locked away in secret gales. <laughs> That's where they are. Yeah, yeah. they're so secret yeah. that yeah. you can't no, even pronounce no, them. Yeah, nobody nobody knows about Guantanamo. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're locked away what in secret. What happened to using a nice good old-fashioned gulag anyway? <laughs> no, I know where they are. They're in Hannah 18. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't even come as a joke. Nope, it sure doesn't. Um, okay, so locked away in secret gales. Mm-hmm. Read no rights, not even charged, permitted no right to bail. Ugh. Ugh. No lawyers to represent them. Sure. As their interrogation goes on and on. Good scansion. Junior Bush denies them basic what? rights. What? As part of his evil pogrom. Literally everything is wrong. Wait, 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 wait. 2011? 2011. So 2011. Three years after Bush was relevant. No, what? What are you talking about? It took a long time to hone this masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so where is Bob Dylan now? When good, piece, decent people need him, denied even visits from their friends, from their kith and kin. Mayhap I might have a kith and kin. <laughs> And how many roads must a man walk down? <laughs> to find a fedora. <laughs> Milady. I don't know. I'd walk probably a thousand miles. Locked away in secret bunkers for 200 days and nights. Denied all hope or liberty. Denied even basic human rights. Oh, that's terrible. So, where has old Bob Dylan gone? I got bile, like literally bile rose in my throat right there. Yeah. Where is old Bob Dylan gone? Now he's off in hiding. Mm -hmm. Where have all the fighters gone? All no longer fighting. Mm. The end. Yeah. This one actually does say the end at the end of it too. (laughs) Nice. That is uh, copyright 2011. Philip Roberts, uh, Melbourne, Australia. Sometimes it takes an outsider's perspective to really... It really does. Yeah, no, really. That's, that's, I think uh, in this case it's outsider-like outsider art, but... Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Jack Chick, uh, it's time for us to close out this episode. Um, and you have a banana surprise sitting in a frying pan <laughs> that apparently you don't care about anymore. <laughs> as well as our hair. Yeah. So uh, Jack Chick, why don't you set this thing on fire? So, listeners, we are actually uh, holding up a flaming paper towel to the Bananas Foster. Yeah, it just extinguished. Uh, it's, it's not Bananas Foster, obviously. It's Whiskey Bananas. Oh, you're, isn't it? you're sorry. It's whiskey Nanas. I'm so sorry. Whiskey Nanners. Whiskey Nanners. And Whiskey Nanners are apparently fireproof. Yep. <laughs> whiskey Nanners are fireproof. So, F Plus, I got to tell us something. Mm. Um, because we failed to light this dish on fire, that means we don't have to eat it again. Yay! High five! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! We only had to eat that once. Let's throw that in the garbage. Well, I mean, you know, I think we do have to... Ha- uh, no, fuck it. No! So, F-plus, what did we learn from this episode? Um, that Andy Cater Buxton's recipes are fucking awful. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that's because he's not, you know, he's not a cook first. No, you know, he's Andy not. Cater he's Buxton a is, a, is a therapist yeah. and a scientist yeah. and a logo designer. Uh, and a web, web designer. <laughs> He's the original Mr. Sites. Yeah, he is the original Mr. Sites. I think I'd barf afterwards. (laughs) Chill, I'm very interested to know what you learned. Uh, not a damn thing. Okay, really? Yeah, really. Oh, I'm so sorry. Just you're thick, I guess. You just can't. You know, you you experience. Learning does not penetrate my skull. Experience such a wonderful art, and it doesn't have an effect on you. No, it's because I have no soul. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh. 
it, 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 it kind of always reinforces to me that people who attempt to write poetry have no fucking idea what they're doing. Well, that's, like, I mean, that's, but that's not specific to poetry. I mean, that's, that's, that, I mean, that ran the board. Sure, but I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's so much easier to exemplify in poetry because poetry has a rhythmic component to it mm-hmm. that if, like, if you don't understand that, you've just already failed. Like, like. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder the efforts of, like, do you think that uh, the booksy community, like, does it have a community behind it? Are there people going like, oh man, I wrote this thing on Booksy? Because it, like, it seems like, it definitely seems like it's a situation where people just gave up on their idea. Yeah. Um, and, and is that is that because the people that wrote these these quality of stories just found fanfiction.net one day and they were like, oh, fuck this. This is exactly what I'm looking for. I personally think that this is all they had in them. Once they got this <laughs> out there, they were like, oh, fuck, I'm done and I've got nothing else and they just left. The muse speaks to me, but she only speaks in very well, short sentences. Well, I mean, that's the thing is I think that fanfiction.net actually, I'm going to eat these fucking words. Yeah. Uh, has Better a, than the fucking bananas. Has a higher quality of content than Booksy does. Uh, I don't know. It has a large Larger quality of content. I mean, it right. And so you end up so so just by pure volume state sure. sake, you end up sure. with a lot more better stuff. And uh, that is not an endorsement of fanfiction.net. I'm not saying anybody should ever go there and read anything. But it totally is. <laughs> but on the other hand, at least some of these people are trying to create their own characters and their own kind of worlds. I feel like, I mean, that's, that's, that's always the thing that's a little bit frustrating is like, is, is how frequently they're, they're not doing that of like, of like, if you write, if you write stuff that sucks, then whatever. I mean, that's not a problem necessarily. It's just fun to read. But like, but if you write stuff that sucks and is like inherently derivative because you're just like, you're influenced by CSI and that's the only thing you know how to write. Like that's what, that's too... that. <laughs> what are you saying, Lemon? I'm not saying anything. Um, it's quality programming. Uh, thanks again uh, to Montreth uh, for the documents. Uh, a very exciting document. <laughs> I believe it was provided by Jack Chick saying, "Hey, Montreth, do you have anything for us?" And she's like, "Yeah, this was waiting." <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that is. Uh, thanks to both of you uh, for uh, hosting me in your delightful city. Uh, it's been a pleasure, and hopefully, we'll continue to be so. And thanks for listening. Go to Ball Pit. Bye bye. Bye. I feel so depressed. My heart keeps going limp when I'm fucking. I find no joy in it.